right, welcome back to the Nurse Man Dan Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sirs and ma'am, shurs and shams. How is everybody doing this evening, this morning, or this afternoon, whatever time you're listening? I hope you've had a uh, fantastic day. I hope you have had a chance to listen to what my healthcare plan would be to fix healthcare in this country. And I, I think anybody who listens uh, can really just see that, yeah, it would work. The only thing, the only reason it would not work is because people, when you get, that's why I said the problem is so much deeper than what we seem to think it is. It's in our heads that we can, we have changed from this, like I said, you know, waking up to hunt and gather or we died to waking up and then being pissed off when we are a little hungry or when we have to wait a little bit or when we have to walk somewhere. Like we have become so incredibly entitled that, you know, trivial stuff that we think is terrible is is like such a, so minimal. It's Most of the stuff we get upset about is so, it's so minuscule to what real problems are. Like, do you, these problems don't exist everywhere, okay? It's not everywhere in the world that, I mean, you get people around here, gosh, damn it, the Wi-Fi sucks, you know? Man, I can't believe I got to wait in traffic. It's like, dude, you're in a car. You're sitting down, driving 80 miles an hour down an interstate. You should be lucky we have automobiles. Because a lot of the people I see would really be uh, screwed or would have been screwed. But they didn't make it that long back then. So they were. Let me tell you about this. This this guy. This is This is why I'm saying... You know, not only are health care providers getting out of nursing. Uh, I mean, not only that, but the, the, here's a good reason why. And why I say what we are doing does not work, okay? So, like I said, I'm on call. I don't know if I did. I was on call. I am on call right now. And I get home after working, and I was home maybe 15 minutes. And the phone rings. And it's like, yes, we got this guy uh, who says he's leaking. He was just discharged like two days ago from the hospital. Okay. Two days ago, two days ago. And he's already calling me after hours for, after talking to him, what I imagined was not an emergency at all. I said, you know, well, what's going on? Uh, you know, and he said, uh, you know, all out of breath. Well, I just, I, I'm, I'm leaking. Uh, I can't, and I'm like, all right, do you have wound care orders? No. Okay, so like, I'm trying, I'm just trying to think like, well, what, what do you want me to do, man? You're leaking, and I'm like, okay, do you have a history of, you know, heart failure, or uh, any kind of, are you diabetic? And he's like, yeah, they said I got some kind of congestive something, and he's like, yeah, I'm real heavy. He's, uh, I said, is there anybody there that lives with you that can help you? And he said, yeah, I got my 86-year-old mom here. And I was like, okay, so she probably can't assist you. And then he's like, yeah, man, he says, I'm a, I'm a real big dude. He's like, I can barely get up myself. So I'm like already off the, off the top in my mind mentally. I'm like, 
This is just somebody who's let themselves go and has been taken care of so well for this time that he just expects that people are going to come to him whenever he needs something. And he's right. I had to go. I had to pack up my shit that I had just unloaded. I was going to make dinner. God forbid I have a chance to eat fucking dinner without being disturbed. And, and had, you know, 25 minutes out into boondock nowhere. To, to, so then I get there. And I, I get into the door. And he's like just sitting there chilling, talking to a friend in the house. And this guy's not old. He's younger than 70 and older than 55. That's what I'll give you. And I open the door. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they just like look at me. And then his friend's like, oh, let me go ahead and get out of here since you guys got business to do. And it's like, yeah, you knew I was coming, asshole. So you waited for me to get here. So then I had to, so I get, I'm ready to go do this shit. I'm fucking tired. I'm hungry. I walk in with a fucking smile on my face. And then I have to just turn right back around and go back my car out to go back, you know, pull it back in to go back inside to talk to this guy. So finally I get back, you know, I get inside and he, I sit down and he's like, uh, hang on, partner. Hang on one second. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. So I'm just like, good Lord. I mean, it was such an emergency for me to get out here, for me to drive out here at night for you. And I get here and there's no emergency. You're sitting there having a pleasant conversation with your friend where I graciously had to go move my car. And then I come and sit down and you fucking go to the bathroom. So he's in there for about 10 minutes. And I'm just like sitting there blood boiling guys through the roof. That's what I'm saying. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm, I'm hoping if this time doesn't get approved off, you know, I told you I was to take that week off so I can just get my resume together and put in, you know, put applications out. You, I can't do it with a day off because even a day off here, you're still catching up on shit you're behind on. This is a crazy job. We just had a girl that started, a lady, I might have mentioned it. Uh, she, she was here for maybe a week and a half. And then she just walked in last week. I was like, hey, uh, I quit. He, she, you know, fuck this. She didn't say that, but didn't give, she just dipped out. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, why would I be surprised she quit? She probably quit because this job is bull. Like, what do you mean? You, 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 we just do everything for these people. Every single thing for these people. There's no time for yourself. And, and then on top of that, hang on a second. I just, on top of that, this, the, the, the stuff we go to. So this guy takes his time, takes his shit or his piss or whatever he has to do after saying it's an emergency. I have to come out tonight, right? So I get out there and then he's like, all right, partner, let's uh, go back to the bedroom. And I'm like, jeez, oh, okay. You know, because he's going to have to pull his pants down so I can see all 17 layers of him. So he waddles his ass back to his bathroom and out of breath the whole time. It's about six feet. I could literally jump as far as he walked before he was out of breath. So I'm sitting there down, like, talking, and he's like, you know, I got this this fluid coming out of me and like, you know, it kind of stinky and like, it just, it's, and it's like, okay, let's go ahead and see. So he has to 
fall back onto the bed pretty much uh, and, and pull the first roll of fat up. So the first roll he pulls up just in time so that I could pull the other two back to try to see what's going on under there, right? And yeah, it's just fluid drainage. He's got some irritated looking skin and that was his fucking emergency. And he thought, and I had to go out there because like I've said, we coddle everybody. Everybody gets coddled at this job. People bitch and complain about how they feel or what the nurses say. Even if it's correct, even if what we're saying hurts their feelings, but it's the truth. Like this guy tonight. He's like, what am I going to do about this? I said, the first thing you need to do, sir, is you need to lose weight. I said, has anybody told you this? And he was like, you know, man, I, I need to, man. He's like, you know, I was real active. I used to swim all the time, like up, like recently. And I'm like thinking, okay, I, I, I don't believe you, but I'm going to pretend I do just for the benefit of the doubt. And, um, so he says, uh, he says, yeah, and I don't know what's going on, man. Now I just don't even have control. Sometimes I'll just be walking and I'll shit myself. And I'm like, dude. You are so fucking young to be having these problems. Like, really, he was extremely young to be having these issues. And he said, I know, man, you know, I did 28 years at this job. You know, I quit smoking, although I found out he smoked a month ago, so he didn't really quit smoking. Um, He says he doesn't drink, although he said on Thanksgiving he is going to have a black and mild and he is going to have a few drinks. Um... COPD, congestive heart failure that he had no idea he had. So, you know, I get there and I say, I I say, do you have a scale here, sir? And he's like, yeah, there's one under his little nightstand or whatever. So I pull it out and it's just covered in dust and grime. So I can tell he uses it all the time, right? So I'm like, all right, let's, we need to see what you weigh. If you're, if you're putting weight on, If you've gained weight since you've left the hospital, you might be having a congestive heart failure exacerbation. Did nobody fucking explain this to you? To which he responded, nah, man, I didn't know what this thing was. And then let me tell you what this guy said. Let me tell you what this guy said to me, a 34-year-old man, me, this guy told it square my eyes. And I believed him. And that's why I'm saying this is why I ain't going to fix shit. It starts with the kids. This is why it starts with the kids. Because this adult male told me that, damn, you know, I knew growing up, I didn't know that being this, you know, this fat could cause like problems. He was like, I always wonder why big people smell bad. And then he goes off and to tell me, so he, remember what I said, he lives with his 86 year old mother. And then he goes off in a sand. Cause I had to go down. I, I not go down. I had to put powder on. I had to get him clean up. I had to put cream on his testicles that he can't see because he's got Mount Everest from his titties down. And he's asking me what the problem is. And I said, uh, you know, like I said, have you tried to lose weight? And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know everything I need to be doing. I'm working on it. I'm like, okay, cool. How's your sleep? Like I do with everybody. First thing I like to hear, what is your sleep like? He says, man, you know, I did 28 years at this job. And uh, I'm just used to getting up. I get up every morning, 6.30. I'm like, great, that's great. And I'm like, all right, what do you do during the day? He's like, well, you know, 
I was like, do you nap? Do you take naps during the day, sir? He's like, well, I try not to. And I'm like, I didn't ask if you tried not to. I said, do you nap during the day? That's, it's a simple fucking question, right? And he says, yeah. And I said, okay, on top of your napping, what are you doing the rest of the day? To which he responded, you know, sitting around. I was like, do you do any kind of exercising? Well, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll come over here and I'll sit and I'll draw. And I'm like, in my head, like, oh my God, you're irritating me so mad, so bad. My 165 pound frame is about to pick all 427 pounds of you up and throw you out the fucking window. That's your fucking exercise. And this guy, I mean, I had to look at his, I said, dude, let me explain what's going on with your body. And he was like, oh, but yeah. And I was like, I don't think you know or you wouldn't be in this situation, sir. And he kept telling me about how, how ashamed and embarrassed he was. Like a grown man telling me this about like, yeah, I didn't really give a fuck about his sex life. But, you know, telling me that literally it was like a week or two ago that he met this girl. And I guess he brought it home, her home to his mommy's house. And he said they're like messing around. And the girl said, like, ooh, you smell like shit, or something like that. And he was like, no, girl, it ain't me, or something like that. So he went to the fucking bathroom, I guess to wipe off his belly fat sweat down to his ass, and he had shit. He was shitting himself, and he didn't even fucking know it. And then he didn't tell the girl. She just kept saying, oh, you stink. And he was like, girl, you crazy. And he was like, yeah, that was, he's like, it's real embarrassing. He's like, you know, he's like, I can't even see my pink. I can't, he kept saying dick. He's like, I can't even see my dick. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, man, but this didn't happen overnight. He said, I'll tell you when it really, when it really got bad was when the virus came. And I'm like, you mean like two years ago? I said, dude, you're over 400 pounds. You didn't put on, you know, three, let's see, 400. Like he's shorter than me. So Let's say, uh, let's just say 160, 260, 360. You didn't put on almost 300 pounds in the time since COVID has started because of the virus. You were fat before the virus. The virus came out and our government decided to tell everybody to stay inside, not exercise. Don't worry about your fucking sleep and just come get a fucking vaccine. Shot, 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 right? Money, 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 money. Drug, drug, drug. And what happens? This man puts on 300 pounds in a year and a half. Supposedly, he didn't. He doesn't exercise. He doesn't do shit. Just this is this is the stuff that I'm getting fed up with of us of them expecting us to go do shit for. The dude can barely get up. He's been this way for a long time. I told him straight up. I said, "You've got a very narrow window, sir." And it's, a, it's within probably a year and a half, two years. I said, if you do not start right now losing weight, you're not going to be alive in 10 years. And I said, not only that, but you are going to have a shitty, awful end of life. You'll be laying in this bed. You will have bed sores and you will have, you'll get legs amputated. He said he's a, a pre-diabetic at 420 pounds. Like, okay. That, I mean, I told him, I said, I feel bad for you, sir. I said, he was like, what? And I said, you know, I, I blame your doctors. I blame your family for them allowing you to get to this point. Like, what kind of shit is that? If at some point you were not 
a class eight obese person if there was a class. You're a class three and there probably should be a class five for you. Like that's how big this guy is. And he's asking what I can do after hours for him to not be draining. And I had to explain to him, sir, the reason your heart doesn't pump as well as mine does is because you've lived such a terrible lifestyle. You put on so much weight and your body is having to compensate for that. So when your muscles exert energy, you know, they get bigger. If you feed them right, they get bigger or they break down and you atrophy. I said, what your heart is doing is it's been pumping for so long against the incredible amount of mass stuck to your body. And I said, what that's doing is it's causing your heart muscles to enlarge because it's having to work harder. So therefore, it, the, you know, the heart walls thicken, which means there's less room for blood to get into the ventricles and the, and the atriums, which means you get less blood flow. It's harder. And, and, that's, and then that's when the swelling comes. You're like a leaky, you're like an old car that you didn't take care of. You never gave your car a bath. You rode it hog wild. You never changed the oil. You never vacuumed it out. And now look at you. You can barely drive. You know, you've, you got fluids leaking out of you. You smell inside like mildew. I mean, when I lifted up this guy's third fold, I mean, there's just like, Fat cheese. I don't even know what to call it. And like, he, where have the doctors been? Where has anybody been? That man is going to be a constant and continual because he's not, he, I told him he's got a year, two years to make changes. He, he doesn't. He's not going to make the changes. He got to that point. I promise you, he doesn't give a shit about getting back. He said, oh, they said I got CHF now. Now I'm scared. Now I really want to work on this on my weight. So I was like, okay, so you're not sleeping. Uh, you know, he said, I get good sleep. And he said, yeah, I nap during the day, but I'm up all night. And I'm like, well, you're not getting good fucking sleep, dude. You're not. Well, I get pl- plenty of naps in. I was like, that's not how it works. Light, deep rim, like I've told you before. He's not getting to, dis- to deep sleep. He's wasting my fucking time. So he naps all day. He doesn't stay active. Or he does. But by drawing. Sitting down. Um, and then he stays up all night. And what... And you want me to fix that. That should go back to the fucking doctor when he came in and the doc said, holy shit, you put on a lot of weight. What's going on? I guarantee you that didn't happen. I guarantee you they just pushed pills at him and said, get the fuck out of the office pretty much. Here's your vital signs and you're gone. I was so irritated that I had to go out there tonight. I'm fed up with this. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm had it to the rim. I'm trying very hard to keep my mouth shut at work so I don't get terminated, to be honest with you. I, I know my attitude's coming off because I just, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time of realizing why was I on call four times this week? You know, and it's like, well, we've got, we're short staffed and we got people out. And it's like, that's not my problem. Hire more people. It's not my problem, but it's becoming my problem because now I'm having to pick up more, you know, picking up on calls, picking up other people's patients. And I don't have a problem doing that sometimes, but when it's all the time and that's what it's becoming, 
People can't even let me new hires. Don't even stay because they're like, this is ridiculous. Which is why, like I've said, you know, I would rather go do a travel job, which is what I'm hoping to start doing shortly uh, in the ER, where at least I know that no matter, you know, if these people do whatever they want to to themselves, they want to sit there and sit and nap all day and eat. Oh, and that's another thing. Then this guy said, I said, what's your diet like? And he said, oh, he said, I eat about 20 times a day, man. I said, then how in the hell do you think you have this under control? And he just gets quiet. And I'm like, you know, sir, it's okay to be hungry sometimes. You don't always have to be full. Look at yourself. Sitting here, you can barely get up. You've got a grown man putting cream on your nutsack and, and you're young. Like, I feel bad for him. And I feel bad for him because I, I told him, I said, you would never have gotten like this if I was your doctor. If, if I would have seen you five years ago and you were getting heavy and then I saw you that next yearly visit and you had gained any kind of weight like you look right now, I would have said, oh, hell no, absolutely not. I wouldn't have given you any medications for it. I might have given you something for your blood pressure. I'm not giving you sleeping pills. I'm not giving you depression medicine. I'm not giving you anxiety medicine. I'm not giving you shit. You're going to go work your ass off and you're going to do it naturally. And then you're going to feel good about it because you accomplished something. That's another thing you don't understand. People don't understand. When you get to a point in life, if you don't take care of yourself to where you're not able to really do much, you get depressed, not only because you're inside all the time, like I've said, but because you don't have a purpose. When you can't do anything productive, it psychologically, you start to lose value in yourself. That's not true. I'm not saying that's true at all. But what I'm saying is when you go from a life of being active and doing stuff and then something happens or you just give up and then you're just nothing, like that hurts. I'm sure that like that guy, I saw the shame in his face and he appreciated it. I gave it to him hard as fuck that night, tonight. I told him exactly what his problem was. I told him exactly what he needed to do to improve his life. I told him if he didn't do exactly what I said, and once again, it's not costing him any money. It's going to make him feel better and he's going to live a longer, healthier life. So once again, absolutely nothing wrong with the way I'm talking to this guy because I'm getting, I want the results. I didn't go in there and say, oh, you're leaking again. Did you take your pills? Okay, great. Let's clean you up. Here's some stuff. Okay, have a great night. Thank you. No, fuck that shit. That's why he looks the way he does. I mean... Lord Almighty, it is so much deeper than just, I don't know where in our mind we've gone to where we think things are so difficult or we think things are so, I really don't understand it. Like, I know I bitch about this job and I'll say like, yeah, this, I want another one. I want to, I want to use, I've realized starting this job, guys, this is going to sound a little um, not condescending self. I don't know. Self. I, I, I've really realized since starting this job, how good of a motherfucking nurse I am. Like seriously, I know a lot more than I thought I did. I'm very good at explaining stuff to people so that it makes sense 
I always take my time. I stayed with this guy. I was there for quite a while and I was hoping to be in and out in five minutes because I was so fucking pissed. But I just looked at him and I was like, okay, obviously nobody's told him shit before. So I guess I need to be his father and discipline his ass. Which I did. It's just, it's just sad because, you know, he, he won't be around long, much longer, I don't think. Because I, I just don't know. I think he's probably past the point of, um, of recovery. Well, I think he's going to, uh, I think his mother, I think his 86-year-old mother will outlive him. And then that's going to break her fucking heart. And either she didn't tell him, hey, fatty, get up. Or he just said, fuck it. I mean, it sounds like he smoked for the longest time and still does occasionally. We know we know that's one of the leading causes of heart disease, which is one of the leading causes of death in this country. We know that obesity isn't good. And yet we just continue to treat it until it's to this point where it's untreatable and he's taking away other people's time because of his lack of care about shit, it looks like. I'm not losing my um my compassion. Like I said, I don't I don't want you to think I'm going into this guy's house and being like, listen here, fat ass. I'm not doing that at all. What I am doing is being very stern. And I, I told him, you know, straight up, if you do not lose weight, the odds of you losing a leg soon are so high. The odds of you going back to the hospital in the next week are incredible. And if you go back again, you're just gonna start that vicious cycle I talk about where they keep taking your money and you keep getting worse. And then, you know, he, he bitches about his time in the hospital, how, how you know, nurses didn't come in and check on him all the time. And I'm not saying, hang on. I'm not saying that's right at all. You know, I you treat every patient the same. But, you know, he's talking about, you know, they were busy and I didn't really need anything, but they never came in and checked. And honestly, I tell you why. They probably didn't come in and check on you because they realized, you know what? It doesn't matter what we do. He's going to go home, do the same shit, and we'll see him in two weeks. Why waste time other than what we have to do trying to educate somebody? You can't educate somebody who's let themselves go that far. This man told me he didn't realize until now that being fat could cause us many problems. A grown man told another grown man that. To me, that's a, like that's the equivalent of, <clears throat> of me telling him, dude, I almost drowned. I went swimming and I never came up for air. Holy shit, did you know you can drown if you stay underwater too long? Like, that's the equivalent. I don't think anybody on this, on this earth right now is, unless you have a legitimate mental disability that you don't know basic, basic, basic stuff. Everybody else knows being fat's not good for you. So maybe he was extremely mental. I'm not sure. If he was, I apologize. You know? So enough about that guy. He just, he irritated. That's the only reason I'm doing a show tonight is because I just, you know, I come back home. There's nobody here. I got nobody to bitch to. So this is where I do it. Now, I'm sure I'll be talking about his vigil uh, at some point soon. Um, and speaking of that, uh, just, this is a, going back to the hard part of being a, a health care provider, or at least one that 
you know, actually gives a shit about anybody they see for the most part. I lost another one. Uh, what a what a um a great family it was too. What a great guy. Did I think twenty two years in the military, retired. Um, he was he was younger than fifty. That's all I'll say. Um, and I don't remember what kind of cancer he had, but I remember the first time I went to go see him. You know, he's upstairs. His stomach was all distended. Ascites for anybody who's... Anyways. Um, and, you know, he was, like, on the computer sitting up. And, you know, his wife helps him with everything. He had a feeding tube. He was alert and oriented and, you know, walked to the bathroom and all that stuff. And then I didn't see him again for, I don't know, it was maybe another month. Uh, it was actually somebody else's patient. And I was just filling in that day. <sighs> Excuse me. And, um, so I went back the next time to see him and like, I didn't know that was him. And I think he saw it on my face. Sadly, um, like I walked in and like, I saw him sitting there, but then I kind of like, I remember I kind of like looked over at the, his wife and then like looked up the stairs. Like, is he coming down? Like, what are we doing? And, um, man, I mean, he had lost any bit of weight this man had, this this great man, any bit of weight this great man had was completely gone from his face, from his arms, from his legs, and his, it was all in his stomach. He looked like a skeleton with Santa's stomach, and it was, choked me up. It was hard being in there, you know, and his wife, I'll tell you what, uh, Spanish people, Hispanics, they have some of the tightest families. I mean, everybody was there. Everybody was there. It was uh, it was nice to see it, but and I think I was I was probably the most upset out of everybody. I was really trying hard because he was like talking but could barely talk, get his words out. Um, uh, just it was sad, and uh, you know that was, I guess that was a week or two ago, maybe. And I saw him, and then I think it was like four days after that, I, I went to log in, and sure enough, deceased next to his name. And, um, so I can't mention his name over the air, uh, but I hope his family is doing well. I hope his wife's doing well. That's gotta be terrible. I mean, his wife, they were, they weren't old. They were younger than my parents. He was, she was, and like, they got kids younger than me. And now the dad's just gone. And what, I mean, it was a great, I don't know behind the doors. Maybe he was a wife beater. I don't know. I don't think he was. I think he was a, uh, a man who served his country, loved his family, raised his kids, and he got taken out too early. That man had to leave his, you know, wife and kids, but I've got, you know, 400-pound dude that didn't know it was bad to be fat that's still just 20 years old in him, just kicking in, well, not quick kicking in a swinging, draining in a stinking maybe, but that's about it. And it's sad, man. Like, that shit is, like, that, like, bothers me. To spend, I mean, he spent his whole life working for us, really. I mean, he was in the military, so he, he he did what his orders were. And then, you know, doesn't even get to enjoy retiring. Cancer. Boom. Kids, I mean, I think he had three or four kids. And they're, you know, buried their dad. Right, I mean, right before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving, their fucking dad dies. 
And it pro- I'm sure it wasn't of easy death. I mean, I'm sure it was painful towards the end. I know it was because he was in pain constantly. And that's why when I just hear people, even myself, you know, I, I know, I, like I said, I know I bitch about this job. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't. I'm definitely going to not be bitching about it at work anymore because I just need to make sure I hang on long enough until I find something else. But, you know, I, so what? So what? So I had to go out and see, you know, the world's largest man tonight and go touch his nuts and rub his belly. Right? So what? I'm a nurse. I get to come home. I'd love to be coming home to my daughter, but I don't. You know, I got my cat. I've got a roof over my head. I got a TV that I don't watch. You know, and I've got a bunch of charting to do. That I haven't even done tonight because I'm just, I'm irritated and I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of spending all my time on this job, to be honest with you. That's one reason I got to get out of here. Like I said, I don't know what else I've done this year except take care of other people's mistakes. Which is what it is. For the most part. So, anyways. um, I did get a new... uh, a new recording device. So now I do have capability to do guest interviews. Um, and I've got a couple that I think I'm going to have on as regulars. One of them is a, a friend of mine who's a radiology technician. He's traveling right now. Um, but I just hear all kinds of crazy stories um, from him. And I thought that'd be interesting to let the listeners hear from. Also to get his take on like shit I talk about. I know me and him disagree on certain things and maybe we'll get into it on the show. But, um, so that'll be coming. And I got another friend of mine actually used to work with her in the emergency room. And I think I'd like to get her perspective because it's a woman. She's a woman. She's a real woman. She identifies as a woman. She is a woman. And, uh, I think it'd be nice to have a woman's perspective on the show. So that'll be cool. Also for you guys out there, how, where am I at? 34 minutes. Okay, cool. Uh, I have a new website up. I was kind of getting irritated with Facebook, like uh, some things they weren't letting me post, and uh, I was having a hard time communicating with my listeners. So for those of you who aren't aware yet, nursemandan.com, I have a blog up there. I am posting uh, my new episodes will go up on the website. Um, I'll be posting some articles, things that I find interesting um, that I think most of you would find interesting. It's still getting started, so I'm adding stuff as we go, um, but I'd love for you to check it out. There is a contact section on the website. Uh, if you got any questions, if you want to potentially be a guest, shoot me an uh, invite. Come argue with me. Come on. Let's do it, girl and guy and shim and sham. I'm all ready for it, okay? Um, anyways, you know, just uh, th- this will be in closing is that, and that's another thing, man, I got, I got like another lady's going to about to die. I've been seeing her since I started this job on and off. Um, the next time you are going somewhere and you get upset about anything, unless somebody physically beats your ass, or takes your money, it's trivial, okay? Or your family's money, or they beat your family's ass. It's trivial. 
It doesn't matter, okay? For the most part. So next time you go somewhere and, you know, somebody pulls out in front of you, don't don't lose your shit. Don't start screaming out your window. How do you know that person's passenger isn't having uh, bleeding out their asshole right then and they're trying to get up there? How do you know they just didn't see you? We all make mistakes. Stop wasting time getting so upset. I think for the most part, the people that are listening to this show are going to have Thanksgiving dinner with their family this year. The guy I just talked about is not. His kids, this will be the first Thanksgiving, followed by the first Christmas that their dad has not been there. So don't, don't take time to appreciate what you have. If you're married, I don't care if you're bitching with your wife. Go give her a hug. Appreciate what you have because when it's gone, it's fucking gone. That's it. Have a great night. I will uh, talk soon. Please check out the website. Send me comments, questions. Um, I will be updating it as I go on, like I said, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys. So uh, take it easy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.